Hello, everyone, and welcome to a mini episode of Cinema Joe's, where we tackle the mini, mini, mini. Thank you for that, Noah. Uh, Thank you. This is uh, where we tackle the less significant topics in movie culture. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about our worst comic book movie villains because you know it's 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 hard to get a memorable villain sometimes but we're going to be talking about the worst of the worst in our opinions noah why don't we start with you who is your character and what kind of criteria did you use to determine this i i really only thought about movie villains not necessarily just forgettable like ones that just weren't memorable because i don't think about those I thought, what's one comic book movie villain that just how bad they were stuck with me, and to this day I can't stop thinking about it? There's one answer is far and away the biggest for me. I highly doubt anyone else would agree with me or have thought of this one, but we talked during our Mute episode about Sam Rockwell and his performance in Moon. (laughs) Uh, Sam Rockwell as the evil business executive in Iron Man 2. Holy shit. That was an awful character and an awful performance. What? Coming from someone who likes Sam Rockwell. So disagree. Oh my god. So disagree. (laughs) Every second he was on camera, I wanted to kill him. He was so boring. He was so unconvincing. You watched a movie that had Mickey Rourke and Sam Rockwell sharing scenes, and you were like, no, the problem here is Sam Rockwell? Mickey Rourke was great. The problem was Sam Rockwell. Oh. What? I have not seen this movie, but I feel like if I did, I'd probably be more on Alex's side here because it's hard for me to imagine Sam Rockwell being bad. Iron Man 2 is, in my opinion, the worst of the Marvel movies so far, easily. And a big part of that was Sam Rockwell. (laughs) All due respect to the guy. The only thing good about that movie is Sam Rockwell. (laughs) So what's so bad about Sam Rockwell in that movie? it, It struck me like he just, he walked on set and just from the word go projected, I'm going to do a really, I'm going to do like an SNL sketch level, uh, cartoonishly, comically inept bad guy, but not one of the good SNL sketches, like one of the really tedious, unpleasant SNL sketches, uh, except that instead of it being just two or four minutes, it's drawn out for an hour and a half plus. It was terrible, and I couldn't stand it, and I've never forgotten it. Disagree. Uh-huh. Okay, the 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 evil, the evil corporate guy in Iron Man 3 was also pretty bad. But he could at least turn into molten lava. Dude, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I have clearly established the worst Marvel villain. Alex and Justin, tell us what villains number two and three are. I'll go next. Because, in fact, I have a pre-existing ranking of all of the worst, like all of the best and worst uh, MCU villains. And... According by my metrics, Sam Rockwell is only number 12, uh, far from the worst. The very worst comes from, I think, Noah's favorite movie in the MCU, uh, Thor The Dark World. Uh... Fourth favorite. Fourth <laughs> favorite now. <laughs> right, of course. Christopher Eccleston as Malachi the Dark Elf. Oh my god, you guys. Can I tell you something? In my most recent rewatch of all of the MCU movies, the copy of The Dark World that I watched did not have uh, subtitles. And there are long stretches of the movie where, like, he's talking in his native, like, dark elf language, and it's not subtitled because that was just the copy of the film that I found. And I didn't care because, like, it was so, he's so boring <laughs> and bland that, like, you don't even miss the fact that, like, you're not knowing what's happening on screen. It's just like, oh, 
Uh, I guess he's upset about something. It's the it's the worst villain by a I mile. Didn't, I, I didn't see it, but I from what I heard, it's similar to what happened to Oscar Isaac in that one X-Men movie where you had a guy who really is a great and charismatic actor, but was was so stifled by CGI and makeup that none of that was allowed to get through. Well, so it's actually a combination of complicated factors. Like, it is important to note that Christopher Eccleston is a great actor. He's very, He's got a great mm-hmm. screen presence. I think everyone was pretty excited that he was going to get to be in a Thor movie, especially when he was cast as Malekith, who, if you know anything about Thor comics, is a very Loki-like character. He's almost like a a little Hmm. more of a twisted, sadistic, kind of mischievous version of Loki in the comic books. You would not know that from this film because he is just a bland person who wants to destroy the universe for no apparent reason. Uh, his his whole life is is so that way they can turn off the dark because they're dark elves uh and they live in darkness except it seems that by t- living in darkness it would destroy the fabric of reality and presumably kill them too so why do they want to do that doesn't matter uh movie doesn't care <laughs> and uh yeah he has some pretty rough prosthetics that don't help him at all the plot is really dumb they dispense of him as a character in basically a punchline uh which is terrible like you have this big foreboding villain that you're supposed to be intimidated with and like the ultimate resolution is just like a like um like a slapstick comedy moment like what movie are we in right now he's just so bad and the and the sad part is is that apparently in the original version of the film they did a lot to establish this character's backstory and motivations he i guess had a wife thor's grandpa killed or something and this whole quest was out at, it was him seeking vengeance for the loss of his wife, which I guess would have mirrored the fact that he ended up killing Odin's wife in this, over the course of the film. So like that, that could have been more resonant. And of course, this was all supposed to be building t- like in parallel with this epic love story that Jane Foster and Thor were supposed to be having. So you could see how that would have helped a lot. But what happened was, they decided that all that stuff was super slow and boring and Avengers had just come out and everybody was like, Loki, he's great. So they decided to increase Loki's presence in reshoots and add a few more comedy scenes with Loki and then add a couple more comedy scenes with Kat Dennings uh, running around London with sticks that transport people. Uh, and they cut out all of the interesting backstory for Malekith and totally assassinated his character. So he was, he seemed bland and boring in the first place, and they robbed him of his motivation, and he is, in my opinion, the least effective comic book villain ever, as a result. Wow. The two movies that you guys just referenced are two of the few Marvel movies that I have not seen, probably because from what I had heard, were not especially good. Perhaps the completest in me will rectify that one day, but I really look, (laughs) I don't know if I look forward to these movies now, but, uh, you know... I'm kind of I'm at least interested to see where I fall on the Sam Rockwell villain debate. Yes, feel our pain. <laughs> yeah. There's Justin, there's no way you will think that Sam Rockwell is worse than Christopher Eccleston in those movies. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's hard for me to imagine a bad Sam Rockwell performance. But um I guess we'll see. For my villain, I didn't go with a Marvel villain. Obviously the Marvel universe has experienced its fair share of criticism about some of the villains in the in those movies but i find even with the least interesting villains in that franchise there's always at least like one interesting scene 
or there's something the actors are doing that's bringing a little more to it. Because you haven't seen Thor: The Dark World. Because <laughs> I've not seen Thor: The Dark World. Yes, that's 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 that is true. I went with uh, surprise, surprise, a DC villain, um, and I'm going with Steppenwolf, who has oh, the yeah. most awesome name, and that is the extent of what is uh, awesome slash interesting about him. I remember, I remember the first uh, time I saw a picture of that character, and I thought, that's not a Steppenwolf. Whatever that is, it's not a Steppenwolf. So Steppenwolf, so a lot of people made the joke like, oh, he's based on the, you know, oh, he's like a villain incarnation of the rock band of the same name, um, which, you know, like, uh oh, he's going to take people on a magic carpet <laughs> ride. Look out. Uh, he sort but... of does. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a much better movie. Yeah, but the, the, the problem with this guy is he's just, he's just a non-factor. Like he's just, there's nothing, there's not even anything like, so bad about him that it's like something you want to see um he's just like this emissary from what's implied to be like a greater evil in the universe that's coming and his powers are that he has an axe i guess and he can um, teleport wherever he wants apparently justin right. you mean he has his axe no, he's not even that. No, like I don't. He's not like that at all. He doesn't have any amount of personality uh, whatsoever. A and weird it, relationship with his mom, though. It's, <laughs> it's especially heartbreaking because he's played by the actor Kieran Hines, who's a an excellent actor. He uh, played the priest in in Bruges, Ooh. Uh, which is where I first heard about him. That's that's a nice little factoid. Yeah, so a uh, nice little cameo there. Um, but there's honestly, there's nothing like that he really brings to this character to really distinguish him from other kind of take over the world baddies. There's nothing especially hammy about the performance, but that also means there's nothing especially interesting about it. And his mode, like beyond the performance, just the, the actual character is not particularly well constructed. He's just kind of an obstacle, uh, for the newly formed Justice League to face. I guess he's got an army because you need that in a team up movie. You need a, a team up uh, or, or rather you need a, a bunch of disposable henchmen that our team can defeat. And yeah, it's just that to me is like the sign of a really bad villain is just someone who's really mm. forgettable. Like he really does seem to me like a non-factor. I have to say, I actually forgot about him when considering <laughs> villains for this list. So, so, and I think the only reason why I did think of him is because I think it's the most recent comic book movie that I've seen. And yeah, he's totally forgettable. And it's just a shame that they they didn't even try to do anything remotely interesting mm. with this villain. When it was originally going to be two movies, he was supposed to be just like the preview villain for the real villain that was going to show up in part two. Yes, and there is, they have a little bit of that. They seem to vaguely imply that in the movie, like, oh, like, this is just like, he, the, this is just like the emissary. Eventually, there's going to be an even greater power. I mean, who knows now, but you have a character named Steppenwolf. Which is an awesome name. He should live up to the name. <laughs> and this guy might as well have been named Bob in accounting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So those are our least favorite comic book movie villains. We'll be talking about our favorite comic book movie villains in a future mini. And next week, you'll get to find out if Thanos 
should be on this list or Ooh, our yes. list in two weeks. Oh, I can't wait. Well, he's certainly going to win the award for villain who looks most like one of the California raisins. <laughs> so. Hey, California raisins are delish. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to... <laughs>